Welcome back to the Ice Bath Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Griff. And uh, man, week two was insane. The boys are buzzing over here. Your Eagles won. My Jets had the insane comeback, the miracle win. We're, we're just having a great day. I was at a fantastic football game. I saw the Dolphins come back against the Ravens. M&T Bank Stadium was absolutely electric. You know, Devin DuVernay saw me walk in. He was like, oh, that's the guy that called out my breakout. He goes, say less, opening kickoff, touchdown. Devin yeah. DuVernay, my guy. And uh, this this weekend I did partake in a, a new hobby. Uh, I started writing some poetry. So I feel like this is a great platform for me to, to debut, um, you know, my poetry journey. Uh, so I'm going to just, you know, say one of my poems right now. Um, here we go. As the wind blows, the flowers, they dance. And I no longer hear any skull chants. Jay Jetta is having a really bad day because he had less catches than Darius Slay. I'm gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm riding pretty high, and all I gotta say is, "Fly Eagles, fly! Let's go!" Thank you. Headphone alert. Um, should, probably should have gave a warning before, but <laughs> but uh, all right, here we go. Um. You know, week two was another fantastic week of football. We saw some really great games. Um, so far, this season has lived up to my expectations. I wanted a really great season of football, and so far, we've gotten that. Yeah, we've this had has some been insane, one of the better years. Yeah, I mean, so it, especially for fantasy, it's kind of been unpredictable so far. Mm-hmm. Some guys that everyone was really high on, a lot of the quarterbacks like Burrow, Russ, Tom Brady, you know, they're all kind of off to some pretty slow starts we got some sleeper quarterbacks that are just you know kind of killing it right now oh you mean two attack of iwobra i do uh you know th- that game that was so much fun to watch um Tua just looked unreal the deep ball was there one of them he underthrew a little bit but yeah i i saw a clip on twitter where somebody flipped the video so he was throwing righty and you look at it kind of like from the perspective of what we're used to watching. The throw was incredible. actually great. Yeah, the spiral but, on that thing. I mean, oh, the, the Ravens, the Ravens' coverage was kind of terrible. You had a banged up Marcus Peters. You had a banged up Marlon Humphrey. But you know, Tua made the most of it and let it insane comeback. I mean, that hurt or not, good. hurt or not, I mean, they, they still have a really solid defense all around the Ravens and Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> He put up 469 yards passing and six sixth. touchdowns, tied for second most in an NFL game. Granted, he's tied with a lot of different quarterbacks. Yeah, but that game was just unbelievable yeah. from Tua. The first half was terrible. He had two pretty bad picks. One of them was actually an insane pick by Marcus Williams. He had both of them. But, yeah, uh, Marcus Williams was a great yeah, signing he, for them this offseason. Yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, Tua came out second half. He just kind of had that spark, and he came out hot. And he was he was finding Jalen Waddle. He was finding Tyreek Hill. My question, um, though, like like fantasy wise, is should we expect to see this production to continue? Uh, you know, is are we going to get week one two or are we going to get week two to a? Yeah, the inconsistency is kind of worrisome, but at the same time, when you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill on your team. Yeah. I think you're you're going to be able to put up numbers. You're going to have mismatches somewhere on the field with one of those two. Especially with that speed. Yeah. And then you I get mean, in the red zone and you have a guy like Mike Kosicki. That's true. I know Mike Kosicki doesn't really fit what this offense is kind of looking for because he's not like a vertical threat. He's just kind of one of those possession guys. But you get in the red zone, you have a reliable option in Mike Kosicki. Yeah, I mean, six foot six. You saw that touchdown grab he had. Yeah. I mean, he went up there. That, that was the only place Tua could have put it. And his gritty was great. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's better than my gritty, so. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and then we also had, you know, week two was week of the receivers. Oh, yeah, big I time. I mean, you got Amonra, the sun god, uh, St. Brown there. He had uh, nine catches, 116 yards, and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns is going to be a common theme among a lot of these receivers. I would like to um, say real quick, quick about Amonra. I think he's an elite wide receiver one option, and then – you, you kind of get him like a little later on in your drafts, but he's just unreal. And he's, I yeah. think when Jamison Williams comes back, he's going to just be better too. Right. Oh yeah. Cause he's, he's going to have that compliment. He's going to, Jamison Williams is going to draw coverage. Jamison uh, Williams draw coverage. He's a great vertical threat. I think right. Amon Ra is going to be in those in between routes. I think he's just going to be wide open. You know, him and Jared Goff seem to have that connection already. So, yeah. and, and he also did his best impression of Depot Samuel this week where he had two carries four sixty eight yards. Did. Uh, which, I mean, that's extra close to seven points for you fantasy owners out there. But who's counting? Um, do we even need to talk about Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? Uh, the Dolphins duo there uh, combined for 22 catches, over 300 yards, and four touchdowns. And it's back-to-back weeks where their target share is pretty much identical. Mm-hmm. They're both putting up crazy yards, crazy numbers in fantasy. Which, I will say, I was really, really high on Jalen Waddle this year. I was, too. And I thought... This like this was the reason why I thought that because I thought Jalen Waddle was going to be able to coincide with Tyreek Hill. I thought they're going to be one A one B. I think they're going to be identical in that offense. They're going to really uh, coincide, and uh, I mean, yeah, it's coming to life right here. They they had almost identical stat lines. Yeah, back to back weeks. I mean, I think week one they're in one of my leagues. They're like point one off in fantasy points. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this offense is actually pretty explosive. We'll talk more about that offense later because I got a couple pieces I want to talk about. But, man, those two were pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and then you got Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup-like things. He also had 11 catches. Uh, he had 108 yards, two touchdowns, just like everybody else. Uh, and then I'll, I'll let you take over this this last guy here that G- we, we wrote down. G-Dub, Garrett Wilson. I mean, this is this it's quite unbelievable because he's getting less snap percentage than Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. He's kind of fighting for time, but Joe Flacco's looking for him. He had a big drop late in the game that could have cost us the game, and then on the last drive, he goes right back to him. You've got 37-year-old Joe Flacco throwing a 21-year-old Garrett Wilson, and I, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens when Zach Wilson comes back, but the Garrett Wilson hype is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gary Wilson, the G Willie hype train, man. Uh, I'm I'm hopping on it. That Willie wagon. Yeah, no, but, I'm I'm huge on Garrett Wilson. This was a amazing, amazing draft pick by Joe Douglas and company. Yeah, I mean, I think he really compliments what you have there too. Yeah, and Corey Davis and Elijah yep. Moore. Um, and then how about Aaron Jones? We're talking about that Sunday night game a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I did fall asleep. Uh, you know, halfway through that yeah, game. Yeah, I was on my way back from Baltimore. I didn't watch any of the game, but I, but, I did see the highlights. Yeah. Um, I mean, Aaron Jones, we, we talked about he's the number one receiving threat, but he only did have three catches for 38 yards and a receiving touchdown. Yep. It's what he did on the ground that really, really impresses me. He had 132 yards and another score on the ground. Um, but A.J. Dillon out carried him 18 to 15. Uh, Jones was obviously far more productive, but I th- honestly, Jones is a clear-cut RB1. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I think Dylan's got really high end RB two upside and could be an RB one depending on the volume and yeah, touchdown right. dependent. But right. um, at the same time, one of my bigger takeaways from this is that the Bears' run defense is not as good as I thought they were going to be. It is not. It is not. And you know who plays the Bears next week? Houston. Houston. You know who Houston's got? Damian Pierce, who actually got carries this week. I think Damian Pierce has a big week next week. Dude, you, you are predicting a Damian Pierce breakout I game? am predicting let's, the let, Damian Pierce breakout let's game. Let's get this ready for the clip. Yeah, uh, no, we is, got a clip. This, this might go on the TikTok or the, <laughs> the Instagram there. Make sure you guys follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Icebath Sports and on Twitter at Icebath Pod. Selfless plug. <laughs> All right, uh, and then I'll let you take over this next uh, next little recap. Yeah, Greg Dortch stays torching. Um, Ooh, Dortch the torch. You know, he only had four targets for 55 yards, but he did catch a touchdown. And, you know, his snap percentage did drop a little bit. But at the same time, like, he's shown that Kyler Murray trusts him. Um, he only had a 71% snap rate compared to 91% in week one, and he only had four targets. But he did bring them all in. Um, I think going forward, if Rondale Moore is still unhealthy, I mean, you have got D-Hop coming back after week six. But Greg Dortch is showing that he, he wants this roster spot and that he wants playing time. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's more than uh, deserving of the, this that playing That's time as well. That's two great I mean, weeks. Yeah, and you, you, you got him starting. I, I mean, I, I got to look at the snap percentage, but... It seemed like he was in there a lot more than AJ Green was. Yeah, and AJ Green has you know earned his keep in this league, so uh, I, I think that says a lot about Dorch. Yeah, I mean we were looking at it after last week's show when we were talking about Greg Dorch a lot, and his his combine numbers were not good at all. He was no. very slow, but you know he's he's looking really really good. Yeah, but combine doesn't always translate to no. Un- that that is very either. true. Um, I do want to say I was right about you were one thing, uh, and that's Noah Brown. Yeah. Uh, Noah Brown finished uh, with five targets, and he caught all five, went on to have 91 yards, and a touchdown. Um, the chemistry with Cooper Rush was there, kind of like I predicted. Yeah. You know, those those second-string guys, uh, they always pop off, but I don't think this is something that's going to continue. Um, I wouldn't expect five for 91 in a touchdown week in and week No, out. but I think he deserves a roster spot. Uh, not on your roster, but on your bench. Um, like not your starting roster, yeah. but because um, this is definitely going to take a hit versus the Giants, whose defense looks pretty solid, uh, and that's who they play week three. And backup quarterbacks, you know, I feel like the, their second game they always kind of like drop off a little bit. Like like you don't have film on them week one, they're, they're week one like the first week they're playing, yeah. and then um, you know once you have a little film, and it's like okay, this is what we can expect. Then they, they take that like cliff dive i mean not only that but like you said he's got the giants coming up who have a better secondary i mean you look at the you look at the Bengals on paper their team's not like their defense does not scare anybody no i mean the Bengals definitely caught lightning in a bottle last yeah year. yeah um but uh, some more takeaways i mean last week i predicted uh chase edmonds little breakout game and he only had 51 percent of the snap rate with uh eight targets um the team is definitely pass first right now. And, you know, Chase Edmonds is the receiving back, but Raheem Mostert only ran one less route as a receiver than Chase Edmonds, which kind of scares me. 
you know, moving forward, it is going to be a running back by committee, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have most of you taking more of the ground game. You're probably going to see Chase Edmonds more out of the backfield. Personally, I'm staying away from Miami running backs in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of on that uh, path going into, like, my drafts this year. Yeah, I I, just, I couldn't trust that backfield. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I thought Raheem Mostert was going to take over eventually um, just because he has that chemistry with Mike McDaniels. He, he mm-hmm. knows the offense, and he's he's pretty fast. So. Yeah. Um, you uh, you want to talk about Etienne a little bit? Yeah, Travis Etienne. I mean, the stock's got to be way down. He only in in week two he only saw a thirty seven percent snap percentage, twelve total t- uh, touches, um, with only fifty three total yards. You know, James Robinson. We've been talking about it. Feels like week in and week out already. Yeah. We're only on episode four. James yeah. Robinson's the clear number one there. Yeah. I'm, I'm- I, I, I love James Robinson. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. The, the dude the dude came, he was what, an undrafted free agent yeah. and then he's torn up the league. And like, then and yeah. then you go out and draft ETN, you bring in competition for him, ETN gets hurt, James Robinson has a big year, gets hurt, comes back and he's still running back one. Yeah. But well, I would like to say if you are a Travis ETN owner, I wouldn't sell low on him. No, definitely hold on to Etienne because his time is going to come. He has that chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. The reason why a lot of people thought Etienne was going to have a big year is because the, they didn't think the Jags were going to be winning many games and that when you're behind, you're going to have your receiving back in more, getting mm-hmm. him more touches. And the thing is, they haven't been bad. No, no, not at all. And, so, um, like, those game scripts are more favorable for a guy like James Robinson. Yeah, and, and one more note on James Robinson. Like, what, what he, he tore his Achilles last year, right? Yeah. And usually that's a really, like, that's one of the worst injuries to come back from because of your explosiveness. Look at what happened with Cam Akers. Yeah. James Robinson came back early from this injury and has started to do James Robinson-type things. I mean, th- the story of this guy is just insane. It's incredible. I love James Robinson. I love everything he stands for and just how if you keep working, it's going to pay off. Yeah. Um, but I do want to stay in the uh, the AFC South. Yep. Um, should we worry about the Colts? I think so. Off to an 0 and 2 start, they get shut out by the Jaguars. Well, 0 1 and 1. 1 and 1. Did they? 0 1 and 1. 0 1 and 1. They I'm sorry. Tie. That's right. They tied, but I mean, it ties but man, a loss. You're getting, Come on, yeah, man. you're getting shut out Nobody by the wins Jaguars, in a tie. and you're you're tying with the Texans, who we we've been saying we think they're hmm. a sneaky good team, but right. but at the same time, it's the Colts. They they should have been able to run away with this division, and to me, right now, it's looking. It's looking rough for the Colts, man. It is. It is. Um, granted, it is only two weeks in, but you invest in Matt Ryan. You trade away Carson Wentz. You start from scratch with Matt Ryan, who didn't even look that great last season. It was a questionable move to begin with. It was almost like they were writing Carson Wentz off as the scapegoat, which I do want to note. Carson Wentz is the second leading passer right now in yards two weeks of the season. I believe so, number three is Joe Flacco. The flack is back, baby. <laughs> the flack is back. Um <laughs> So, I mean, the Colts must be kicking themselves a little bit on that front, but uh, they did start 1-4 and four last season uh, and ended up finishing 9-8. and eight. So, even if they finish, you know, even if they start, uh, I don't know, 2-1-1, and one, if they yeah. win the next two games, that's a better start than they had last year, yeah. and they could finish with a better record. Um, you know, they rebounded late in last season. They could probably do the same this season. And not to mention, they've been without Sha- uh, Shaq Leonard, uh, former, Dude, it's formerly so weird. known as Darius You know, Leonard. I only fi- found that out like two weeks ago that he changed his name to Shaq. And I, I heard somebody say Shaq Leonard. I'm like, who? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is this a new like new rookie like undrafted free agent <laughs> guy that I haven't heard about? Uh, apparently, he changed his name. Yeah. Anyways, but like, he's the and sold their defense. Not only that, last week they didn't have Michael Pittman, so your right. your wide receiver one is Ashton Doolin and Paris Campbell. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it, that and, takes away from the run game. You don't. Ha- you're not able to stretch the ball downfield. So Jonathan Taylor is not able to well, do. Much. Let's be honest. Their wide receiver one is probably Naheem Hines. Yeah, that is also <laughs> true. But um. I mean, as the season goes on, though, uh, the team should get healthier. I think this team's going to earn enough wins to capture the division. Um, but I'm not sure they're strong enough to win a playoff game, especially in the stacked yeah, AFC. No, I don't I don't think so either. Uh, they should be getting better, but uh, it should be mandatory that they get a replacement for Ryan this offseason, in my opinion. He has not looked yeah. that great. All right, you want to get into some Week 3 picks? Yeah, we don't have to talk about last week picks. Uh, I did go ten and six. You went eight and eight. Yeah, I, I at five hundred, I'll take it. You know, I'm over five hundred on the year. Uh, it's okay. It's it's right. It's still early. It's really early. Which right. is Maybe it's really early for the Colts too. You know, one yeah, one. That is true. All right. Uh, Thursday night we got Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Oof. This one's a little interesting to me because, you know, Pittsburgh comes out, they beat Cincinnati, then they lose to the Pats. In Cleveland, barely squeaks away with one against uh, Carolina. And uh, then they lose to my Jets, which was just poor game management by Nick Chubb. They, I mean, they should have won that game. But regardless, they did lose. Yeah. Um, I am going with Cleveland on this one. I do think Cleveland bounces back. The big factor for me here is Cleveland's home. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a lot of my uh, picks this week are going to – revolve around that where it's so close that I'm just going to give it to the home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pitt, without TJ Watt, their defense looked pedestrian. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, especially against Mac Jones and the Patriots. So, uh, I got a roll with Cleveland there. Uh, I mean, Pitt wins this game if they're able to stop the run, but who's going to be able to stop that run? Right. Uh, we got Houston at Chicago. I think we're on the same page here. Uh, yeah. I think this is the Damian Pierce breakout game. I already said that, and I think Houston takes this one. I think yeah. it is a closer game than than what I think, though. Chicago doesn't impress me much. Um, I think they only slipped by week one because of the weather conditions. I, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah like, I, I don't think if it's a clear game or they're playing in a dome or whatever, I don't think they beat San Fran on a normal day. I think that was just an outlier. Mm-hmm. Um I think Chicago is a really bad team. I don't think Justin Fields is that great of a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and Houston's defenses looked pretty solid. They have. So I, I'm going to go Houston here. We got Vegas at Tennessee. Um, another another tough game for Vegas last week. Yeah. They kind of choked that one away. Um, but I, Can you I do. They're zero two. I know. Uh, you, going you know, up against another 0-2 Tennessee Titans, though, who have not looked good at all. No, the, t- the Titans have looked horrible. I think Vrabel's on the hot seat. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because I, I think the management put like set Vrabel up to fail. Well, because I, he I, trade I, away his number one receiver. Yeah, no, I don't think Vrabel's team. a bad coach. Yeah. Um, And if he does get fired, he'll get hired pretty quick by somebody. But, man, this they're not looking good at all. No. Um, I am going to go with Vegas in this one. Vegas needs to win, yeah. uh, especially th- th- they uh, need to take every win that they can get in the AFC West. Uh, and this is a game that they they must just take. Uh, and I also don't think that Tennessee's secondary is going to be able to defend Devontae Adams. Yeah. Look at Stephon Diggs. 
Stephon Diggs absolutely cost me so many games and yesterday was, in fantasy. And that was also without Gabe Davis. I mean, you've, yeah. you've got Devontae Adams coming in, but you also have two more threats that you have to cover in uh, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. That's if Hunter Renfro hasn't fumbled the game away. Yeah. Uh, again, um, KC in Indianapolis. I am Ooh. hammering KC in this game. Which scares me. Yeah, it could be a trap, but man. I think this is a huge trap game, and I'm so reluctant to take KC. And I so want to go Indianapolis, but Indy has not showed me anything uh, you know, worthwhile yet. I think if Michael Pittman's back, Indy, Indy wins this game. But, yeah, I think with Michael Pittman, I think Indy wins this game. Oh, man. But I'm going to go with KC if Pittman's okay. hurt. So I'm, I'm going to go KC as of right now, but... Mark it down, write it down. I think Indy wins this game if Michael Pittman uh, plays. All right. We got Buffalo at Miami, and I so, so badly want to take Miami in this one, but I just can't bring myself to taking how, anybody but Buffalo. Okay. I mean, but Buffalo at this rate is going to go undefeated. Cause yeah, I don't see anybody stopping them. Like, But yeah. my, Miami is a very, very solid team. Miami's yeah, definitely well-rounded. Mm-hmm. They have a really... I'm going to say solid defense because yeah, although they let up all defense. those points against the Ravens, it's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the problem is like their secondary is still banged up. You have no Byron Jones. Your right. your cornerback too is like Nick Needham right now. Who is who's, exactly who's their the slot corner? Yeah. Who's got to move outside? So other than Xavier Howard, who's probably going to be one on one with Stefan Diggs, which could be a cool matchup to watch. Yeah. Um, I just think the Bills are too good. Right. Right. Um. I mean, it's in Miami. The weather's going to be good. Uh, I Yeah, I don't see how you don't go Buffalo yeah. here. I mean, and Von Miller has just taken that defense to the next level. Yeah. So, it's, it's going to be a great game, though, for sure. Next up, we have Detroit in Minnesota. I'm going with Detroit on the road here. That's a bold pick. It is. That's that's really I bold. I love what I have seen from Detroit so far. Even in the loss against Philly, the offense looked very good. I, I, I love Detroit this year. I, I love I Dan Campbell. Yeah. I think the, the players are definitely fighting for him. And I don't know. Minnesota just did not look great last night against Philly. But then again, Darius Slay absolutely shut down Justin yeah. Jefferson, which Minnesota showed was their offense. Um, so it's tough for me here, but I got to go Minnesota in a bounce back game. I think Minnesota's too good to lose at home in a divisional matchup uh but i think it should be a really good game okay we got baltimore at new england um baltimore is only three point favorites on the road here yeah Um, i don't understand i don't understand that baltimore all the way for me yeah i love baltimore this week um although i loved baltimore last week i just baltimore yeah yeah lamar jackson who's going on like a, a war path right now with, yeah. with no contract like he's uh, he's got something to prove he has a chip he's on his shoulder really well. and <laughs> new england has not impressed me at all no like, like even that game against Pitt, they barely won yeah and Pitt lacked their you know best defensive player mm-hmm. and i mean they have mitch trubisky starting at quarterback which no slander to mitch trubisky but he's not the most intimidating person to right place. no i agree so i got um, baltimore as yeah. well we got Cincy at the Jets. I'm going the Jets again. I think we beat Cincy again uh, back-to-back years. I think Cincy starts 0-3, and then the panic button starts to get hit. I like the Jets here just because that 
you know, the Bengals secondary and the Bengals defense in general is just not scary, like I already said. The Jets offense, you know, it's sustainable with Joe Flacco at quarterback. He showed that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like another big game from Garrett Wilson, and I like a big game from Corey Davis, who I'll talk about later. I think the Jets win a close one. Uh, I'm going to go 28-24. I differ here. I got I got Cincy. Uh, this is a must win for Cincinnati. Um, the Jets are is Flacco the starter? What's going on with Zach Wilson? He's still yeah out? no. Uh, Fla- uh, Zach Wilson will be out in probably the first four games. They were saying. Okay. All right. So I just Fl- Flacco is gonna have a he's gonna Flacco this up one of these weeks, and uh, I don't know. I just Cincy is a better team than they've been playing. They are, and I also don't think the Jets... I mean, the bias might come out a little bit here, but I've seen it from non-Jets fans. I don't think the Jets are an absolute pushover. No, they're, they're not. The, the run defense is very, very good. Robert Sala is a really, really solid head coach. Yeah. But then again, I mean, I just I can't buy into Cincy being 0-3 to start the season. I really can't. Um, how's your pass rush? It's it's been solid. I mean, it's solid. Yeah, is it good though? Yeah, you have Carl Lawson off the edge. You've got Jermaine Johnson, John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams could get to the quarterback. Like the the defensive front is really good. I could be swayed, but right now I'm going to stick with Cincinnati. Yeah, no, I I think with the pass rush though, I think with that O line and the way Burrow has looked in the pocket, just not getting rid of the ball underneath, trying too much to make the big play. Mm-hmm. I think he's shooting himself in the foot there, and it's hurting that offense a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I don't know, but then again, is is Sauce Gardner going to be able to contain Jamar Chase or DJ Reed, number two ranked corner in PFF, right behind Darius Slay? That's true. Shout that's out true. DJ Reed. Speaking of Darius Slay, uh, Philadelphia in Washington, Carson Wentz revenge game. Carson Wentz revenge game. I don't think he gets revenge. Fly Eagles fly three and zero start. <laughs> I really wish I was confident in this game, but Washington absolutely owns Philly. I feel like I don't care. Uh, Philly looks unstoppable. They they right do now. they do, but I I just I need to see a little bit more. I need to see a divisional game first before I can Fair fully enough. buy into this. Fair enough. But I'm I'm obviously I'm gonna back Philly. I think Philly yeah, wins this game. I do too. But I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a you know pure uh, dominant dominant victory like. Uh, it was this past week against the Vikings. Okay. I, th- I think we're going to, we may struggle a little bit, especially being in Washington. A lot of emotions with Carson Wentz playing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be a tough game to win, but if we can win this, I'm fully buying into this Philly Super Bowl hype. New Orleans at Carolina. If Kamara's back, which he probably should be, they said it wasn't like anything long term. It was just like he almost yeah. played Sunday. I think New Orleans takes this. I'm with, I'm with you. New Orleans. Jacksonville at Although, the Chargers. Well, oh. Back to the New Orleans game. Jameis Winston's playing with a broken back. I know. That concerns me a little bit with New Orleans going I forward. Know. Just um, start Taysom Hill. Let me pick him up and start him at tight end. And you yeah, that's true. At that's end. true. I but want like, that. <laughs> it, it almost feels like like they're you know putting themselves at a, a disabled position, just going into every game now. When you have a, a quarterback, your quarterback has a broken back, and you're making him play through it. Yeah, like that's obviously going to uh, um, 
affect how he plays, how the offense is going to run, and you're going to lean a lot more heavily on your defense. I'm not sold in this game, especially since Carolina's at home. I'm going to go New Orleans just because it's New Orleans, and if Kamara's back, yeah. But I would not be surprised if Carolina won. Jacksonville at the Chargers. I'm going Chargers. Well, let me back that up real quick. Okay. I want to make sure Herbert's playing. Yeah. Because if Herbert's not playing, I think they may be screwed. Yeah, and Chase Daniels cure backup. Yeah, I mean, uh, or Daniels, Chase Daniels just comes out and throws for 500 yards and six tutties. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm still going to go Chargers here. Yeah, I mean, I just – even – even if Herbert doesn't play, I think the Chargers defense will win, that, win them that game. Chargers okay. D is yeah. really good. Yeah, their D's pretty legit. Uh, Rams at Card- uh, yeah, Cardinals. Rams <laughs> all the way here. Rams, Rams Rams had that bounce back game. They're looking like a legit team again. Yeah, I agree. And Well, they almost did fumble the bag. Yeah, they almost Atlanta, did. But uh, I think Arizona kind of got lucky last week. I agree. Uh, I don't think they're that great of a team. Uh, I think... They're gonna get a, a couple filler wins like that, but I'm not. I don't think they win more than seven games this year. I I could get behind that. All right, we got Atlanta at Seattle. Pretty pretty rough game. I'm gonna go Atlanta here, and you have to get Kyle Pitts involved. You don't draft a tight end at number four overall to use them to you know create open space for third and fourth string wide receivers. You know, Drake London's looking really good. Drake London's looking a lot better than I thought he was going to. I agree. Um, but you got to get Kyle Pitts involved if you want to win games. Come on, Arthur Smith. I got Seattle here. Geno Smith has looked really solid. Uh, and I don't think Atlanta's going to be able to cover DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And now you have a healthy Kenneth Walker to pair with um, Rashad Penny. I think that offense is a lot scarier than people were kind of predicting them to be. Uh I got Seattle here. I think Seattle okay. wins, and the, and Seattle's defense also hasn't been a pushover. So, yeah. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. But I got Seattle. Green Bay at Tampa. Brady Rogers. Um, you know what? As much as I don't want to bet against twelve, you don't know what's twelve I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I am going with Tampa Bay here. Uh, I think at home. Uh, the defense has just been really solid so far. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just go out and sign Cole Beasley today. Um, I I think I think it's a close game, but I think the Tampa Bay run defense is able to contain the Green Bay running backs, which would hurt Green Bay's offense a lot. I have Green Bay um, for the sole purpose that Tampa Bay's wide receiver core is really banged up. Green Bay has a really solid defense. Um, you know, no Mike Evans for Tampa. Right. Julio's hurt. Godwin's hurt. Both of them, even if they play, they're not going to be 100%. Cole and Beasley, one, one of Russell Gage and Cole Beasley, if he could learn the playbook fast enough, which right. that's uh, kind of depends on that, but one of them is going to be shadowed by Jair Alexander. Alexander. And the other by Eric Stokes, who Eric yeah. Stokes is really good cornerback too um it's gonna be a low scoring game for sure yeah but, i like the under in this game yeah both defenses are solid right uh and green bay i mean you got aaron jones and aj Dillon. i mean that it's hard to contain both of those they're it, it both is. starting running backs on it is team. but i think i feel like every time i start 
a, an opposing running back against the Tampa Bay defense, they do nothing for me in fantasy. So I've just stopped doubting that run defense of Tampa. Yeah, no, I mean, Tampa has a great defense, but I don't think their defense is as good as Green Bay's. Okay. And that's what's, I, I think that's what this game's going to come down to. Okay. We've got the Sunday night game. We've got San Fran at Denver. Um, hmm. I, I picked Denver because they're at home, but I'm kind of debating changing this pick. It's Jimmy, it's Jimmy Garoppolo season. Garoppolo's now. back. Garoppolo has has a huge chip on his shoulder, yeah. and Denver has not impressed me at all. They are not riding. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm I'm making it known here. I'm changing that pick. I'm going San Fran as well. I think San Fran is a really solid defense, uh, and Denver has just looked again another team that's looked pedestrian. Yeah. Um, we got the amazing, amazing Monday night game of Cooper <laughs> Rush versus Danny Dimes. Watch this end up being like the game of the week. Oh yeah, this is gonna be like <laughs> a 42-41 finish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I you know it wouldn't shock me at all. I am going with the Giants. I think they start three and zero. Oh, man, shout out to my dad. He's a huge Giants fan. I've had to hear him talk about the Giants all week. Um, he doesn't think that they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but he does think they start 3-0. And I I think uh, I've listened to him a little too much because I'm, I'm going the Giants as well. Uh, I don't know. New York just has this this thing about them under Dable that they, they're fighting for their coach, and they uh, they have a, a new culture in that locker room. Uh, I think it's working out for them. And although Danny Dimes is not impressed – He's gotten the job done. Yep. Uh, and I don't think Dallas is going to be able to contain Saquon. I agree. All right, real quick before we get into the waiver watch, uh, here's our parlay pick of the week. It's redemption time. Let's go. Oh, yeah. So um, my parlay pick of the week is Houston plus three, Detroit plus six, the Baltimore money line, and the New Orleans money line for plus eight. 878 odds for those of you counting at home. You lay it on $10. Griffin, how much do you win? 87.80, baby. Yeah. All Not right. It. My probably pick of the week. I've got Kansas City minus seven. Trap game, but I'm still going with it. <laughs> Baltimore minus three. The Rams money line and the Houston Chicago under 40 and a half. It is a very low over-under, and I'm still going under. I don't think either of those offenses do a ton. Okay. Um, I think it is a low-scoring game. And that is for plus 983 odds. All right. Now that our parlays are out of the way, I think it's a little. It's time for some waiver watch. You know, waiver's clear tomorrow. Um, and we've got some good ones and some returning ones. So Lots I'll get it started real here, right here. Um, Jared Goff. He's rostered in under 50% of sleeper leagues. I do all my leagues on sleepers, so that's kind of all I look at right now. But he has a true wide receiver one in Amon Ross St. Brown. And if you had somebody like Trey Lance as your quarterback one, I believe Jared Goff is a very strong option. In 2018, he finished the season as quarterback six, so he's shown he can remain consistent for an entire season. He has Jamison Williams coming back at some point later this year, which is just going to help his fantasy value even more. Yeah, I for me, I don't know if I can trust the goofball as my starting quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's a solid backup for sure. I think he's somebody to roster and watch. Um, but I'm I'm not sure he's he's starter caliber just yet. Okay, 
I, 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 I would wait a little bit. And yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's another option on here which I like better, but Jared Goff is a solid option if the yeah. other guy's not there. Yeah, I mean, it depends. If you're in a deep league, too. Yeah, like it depends. 12, it it all depends league. who's there. Right. Uh, number two, Ooh. the Dorch Torch. I mean, we already talked about it. I don't need to get deep into it, but Greg Dorch, no. he's going to be out there still. I, I don't think a lot of people bought into the week one hype. You got to buy into this week two hype. Yeah, I mean, after week two, 100%. Even if, even I, if you I, don't I, start the guy, you have a solid bench wide receiver where if somebody goes down, you could you have a placeholder for a week. Right, and the biggest thing with, with uh, Dorch is he's not a household name yet. No. I mean, it's been two weeks. And, uh, you know, look at, look at like, what concerns me is you look at, like, a guy like Travis Fulgham a couple of years ago who had a couple of really, 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 really great that's weeks. That's a name. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just afraid he, he might repeat a Travis Fulgham where he falls off the face of the earth. Yeah, I mean, Once this Hopkins is a guy that back. nobody's ever heard of. Right. Um, but I think for the next couple of weeks, he's definitely worth stashing. I agree. Um, Cole Beasley, I just talked about him. It kind of all depends on how quick he can learn the playbook. But like we said, Mike Evans is out. You got a one-game suspension. Chris Godwin's probably still going to be out. They don't want to rush him back. He's got many injuries he's dealing with. Right. Julio's banged up. I mean, Cole Beasley is one season removed from being an all-pro, and he could definitely be a strong flex option if you know you have some injuries on your team. Yeah, I mean, it's Tom Brady. Look at look yeah. at some of Tom Brady's favorite receivers: Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Cole Beasley. What do they all have in common? They're scrappy guys. They're scrappy players. They're they're tough. You know, <laughs> they uh, they're all slots that you know Tom Brady loves to dump off to. <laughs> Um, you know, but that's all what they have in common. And, uh, I think Cole Beasley fits that mold of a Tom Brady receiver. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a solid wide receiver three. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> um, Corey Davis so far for the four, uh, first two weeks, he's had 14 targets with Flacco at quarterback, the team showing they're willing to throw the ball a lot. Um, and there's been some really, really good play design by Mike LaFleur to get his wide receivers open. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Davis only had two catches, but one was a 66-yard touchdown in week two on a great play call. If you could get your receivers open, uh, this Bengals secondary isn't very good, and Corey Davis is out there in a lot of leagues. What concerns me with Corey Davis, so you got Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore's already established. Garrett Wilson's starting to establish himself. I think Corey Davis is going to start to take, uh, you know, a step behind both of them. I um, agree, but I also and play think, more like a Tyler Boyd role. You know, I agree, but I also think when Zach Wilson comes back, he had that connection with Corey Davis last year. They looked okay. good together. I think it's a guy where you, if you could buy in now, um, before he kind of takes off, which he's had two solid weeks. But if you could buy in low, get him off waivers, stash him for a week or two. When Zach Wilson comes back, I think Corey Davis is a great fantasy option. Yeah. Um, and going back to, to quarterback, uh, we have uh, a guy here who, if he's still out there in your leagues, I think you should 100% take. Yeah, I mean, he was on our waiver watch last week. Um, and I'm, again, suggesting you go out and grab him. Yeah. Uh, because Carson Wentz, Commander Carson, uh, has had over 650 yards, not over, but he has 650 yards and seven touchdowns through his first two games as a commander and doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Uh, you have... A great array of weapons there. You have Terry McLaurin. You have Logan Thomas. You have Curtis Samuel. You have Jahan Dotson. You have Diami Brown. Like he has an arsenal to work with, and 
uh, I think he's uh, he's going to have a career year. He's on pace for a career year. He's going to have a great year. And uh, I think pairing him with uh, John Dotson or Curtis Samuel off of waivers, if they're still out there as well, would be a great move and could potentially get you to the playoffs in your league. Yeah. I would like to point out Curtis Samuel did score another touchdown, so my Curtis Samuel breakout take is still rolling. Yeah, I'll give you a crisp high five for that one. Let's go. Uh, and then uh, Noah Brown we talked about earlier. He's the next guy I have on my waiver watch. Um, I think once Dak comes back, his value is going to plummet. But I think as of right now, as Cooper Rush is, is you know, at the helm, he's going to, in week in, week out, be a consistent 10 to 15 points in yeah. fantasy and in, in full PPR leagues. Uh, and speaking of full PPR leagues, a, a guy you should really grab, um, Griffin knows a lot about uh, this guy, is uh, the Magic Conch. It's Tyler Conklin. Um, if you need a tight end, you know, say you have Dalton Schultz, and, uh, you know, he's questionable, goes down with a knee injury. Um, I think Conklin's your guy. He's accumulated 10 catches off of 16 targets over the last two weeks. So he's getting looks. Flacco loves this guy. And, I mean, Wilson, who's still an unexperienced quarterback, inexperienced quarterback, is probably going to look towards the tight end's way, too. Uzama has not been really getting any action. Is he hurt? Yeah, he was. he's, he's banged up. Okay. And that's what I was going to say. I'm a little scared of Conklin just because we also have C.J. Uzoma and we also have uh, Jeremy Ruckert. Um, mm-hmm. You've got a lot of tight ends that could get some playing time. But right now, Conklin is the uh, the tight end one. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's for as long as he's hand. the tight end one, I mean, I don't hate picking him up, especially if you waited on tight end in your draft and you have a guy like, say, like Noah Fant that you were high on who's just not right. doing anything um, and you want to change it up a little bit. I think Tyler Conklin's a great option. Yeah, he definitely has low-end tight end one value, uh, but he could be a great pickup. So... Uh, that's going to conclude our waiver watch, and uh, I think that that's about it. Do you have yeah, anything we, else you want to add? We just did have one social media question. Oh, yeah. All right. So would you um, uh, like to take this one? Yeah, which which is a bigger steal, James Robinson in the 15th round or Brett Favre taking from the Mississippi Welfare Fund? <laughs> um, um, I got to go with uh, James Robinson. I mean, he's, he's, he's putting up uh, yeah, you got RB2 a, numbers there. You got a high-end RB2 in the 15th round? Come on now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and It's just the state of Mississippi. Favre is getting up there in age. You know, it's Mississippi. You got too many eyes. They're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, that'll, that'll pretty much wrap it up. If you guys have any questions, as always, reach out to us on social media. We'll be sure to answer them in the next episode. Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, you got this. Come Make on. sure you check out Ask this questions. this uh, video version on our Ice Bath Sports podcast YouTube page. Um, we also post clips all over. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. We will see you guys next Tuesday. As always, we'll be back with uh, week three recap, all of our picks for week four, waiver watch, trade targets, everything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Thank you for tuning in to the Ice Bath Sports podcast. Yeah, stay cool. It's it's all right. It's getting there. <laughs> it's definitely getting there. <laughs>